0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone, our listeners, our loyal listeners. Thank you so much for listening to this Foreign Policy Talks podcast. And here with me today, I'm so glad and honored of having Yuan Zhang. Uh He's now in Australia. H- how are you, Yuan? Good and good. How are you? I'm, I'm, I'm good, but I'm still under lockdown. How is Australia?
1: I mean, we do not have any lockdown right now. I mean we free.
0: Okay, great. Nice. Hope you are doing well. Mm-hmm. And so listeners, I uh, recently read your, the article at the Diploma titled The Continuing Mystery of the Belt and Road Initiatives. And here with me is the writer. And uh, Yuan, you have some interesting analysis on your piece. You have some uh, great arguments uh, written in your article. And I would like to explore it with you in this interview. Okay. So. Yes, but, but, but before I give you my first question, I'd like to introduce uh, Yuan. Uh, so he's an Australia-based China and Russia expert and analyst. He, he is a prolific writer. He, he has appeared in South China Morning Post, The Diplomat, obviously National Interest, Asia Time, CGTN, Policy Forum, and many others. You, you can check his profile on LinkedIn. Uh, so his name is uh, John. Is it John?
1: Yes, uh, my English name is John. My Chinese name is Yuan. My family name is Zhang.
0: Okay, so John Yuan Zhang. You can, you can check him out on LinkedIn to know him better after this. So Yuan, uh, firstly, I'd like to know why do you say that BRI is a mysterious China's policy narrative? What are the reasons behind your statement?
1: I mean it's mysterious because uh, there are so many uh conflicted narratives about BI. i mean uh, even within china it's understandable if, if there's a very conflicted on the side of china even within china uh china, actually the main policy from the chinese government is like uh, uh, they try to play down the any military or security issue in terms of, I mean, the BRI, but uh, also they, they don't want to say BRI as a, a strategy about Chinese academics, Chinese military officials, they prefer to portray the BRI as a strategy, also as a shrewd strategy to, to, uh, to do something, to maximize their influence, something like this. This is not what the Chinese central government wants. So it's kind of like a mysterious within China. I mean, we, uh, on South China is like a, so, so many versions of explanation about the Belt and Road Initiative since it was proposed until now. So I see it is very mysterious. It's, it's, it's also it's funny that it has been um, uh, eight years right now, uh, eight years. But uh, I mean, this, this kind of narrative has, hasn't been um, stopped, especially about the Death Tribe. I mean, we, we probably will mention later. It's like, it's it's just a kind of like a narrative that doesn't exist, but that's why I think it's very, there is still a mysterious China's policy narrative. I don't think the world really understands it very well.
0: Okay, okay. And uh, I mean, so do you see the problem as basically coming from China itself, right? The one that has initiated the BRI, so... uh,
1: I don't see, I mean, I think the, the, not only from the China side, I mean, China is very clear at the beginning. it yeah. is just an initiative. it's very it's very clear. It's just a proposal. The Chinese want to negotiate with other countries in terms of any deals with with other countries. That's the Chinese uh, position. But this Chinese position has been uh, I mean misinterpreted or or hasn't been understood very well in the world. I mean, also has been portrayed by Western media that China wants to uh, do something bad to the uh, uh, developing countries, so I, I think it's not about China. It's about uh, whole, 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 whole two-way communications.
0: Oh, interesting. So uh, this question has been, you know, around after the pandemic happened last year. How do you see the outlook of BRI at the post-COVID time? You know, it's especially when countries in the region are going to pursue. Uh, economic recovery, right? So will the BR answer the needs of states in terms of helping them to rebound? Or do you think it's going to be significantly disrupted by this pandemic? Uh,
1: Let let me tell you something different. I mean, you're talking about the influence of COVID-19. My point is even before the COVID-19, I think the China, Beijing has already understood that, uh, I mean, they need to uh, be much careful and cautious about their overseas investment. So their investment uh, has been, uh, overseas investment has been declining before the post uh,
0: before
1: the COVID-19. I mean, mm. when the COVID-19 happened, they will, uh, they will, I think they will, I mean, it's not, I think, I think they have started to do so as well. They will struggle to reduce their, I mean, overseas investment. Especially they will be much more cautious about the risk some investment will uh, have in the future. So of course, COVID-19 is a very crucial factor, but in the long run, I think it's not only the fact that it has been influencing the Chinese investment. So also there's not an not, not interesting point is that, except this kind of risk of the, of the local projects, I mean, which is concerned to the Chinese investment. Also the Chinese will see that the BRI investment as a very good signal to other countries, they, they prefer to invest in and country that uh, firstly, firstly, they can bring profits for their project. Secondly, they can see that, uh, I mean, China can get along well with them um, politically with these countries. For, for sure, I don't think China would like to invest in Australia right now. The, I mean, uh, the overseas, uh, that, that, let's not talk about the, the BRI, let's talk about the overseas, the overseas investment in Australia in general has been declining, I mean, has potentially for many many years, I think for I think in two thousand sixteen, it's like a sixteen uh, some billion or million something. Right now, it's only one billion, I think. Yeah. So you can see the huge difference. It's a good signal for uh, for for China to uh, uh, cooperate with uh, other countries. Also, another change I think because of COVID nineteen, uh, the the investment uh, will, I mean, basically much more. Focus be focused on digital invest, digital infrastructure or something before the COVID 19, maybe some physical infrastructure. That's also an interesting change. Also, I mean, of course, because as I said, the, the BRI is a constant, uh, constantly changing policy, uh, policy setting, something like this. So, right now, it's, uh, they kind de- of pro- propose some like green, uh, not only green Silk Road, also health Silk Road, health BRI because of COVID 19.
0: Yeah. So interesting. So you're saying that it's going to be expanded and also adjusted in the future. So let me yeah, follow yeah, up. Yeah, yes, yeah,
1: this is my, at one point is I uh, asked yeah. the um, COVID-19, Beijing proposed, uh, proposed their policies, something like uh, they want to focus on the internal economic circulation, then mm. they will talk the external economic circulation. So it's very clear i mean they want to focus on their domestic economy right now
0: oh okay interesting yeah. and uh, let me follow up uh, on your statement and uh, it got to that BRI is a constantly changing uh, group of policy settings but yes. it, uh, is it because that the penetration and implementation of BOI should be adjusted with the partnering country's domestic political concerns. Uh, I mean, that is why it will be concretely and differently translated into different policy settings, right?
1: I or, think you're right. Think yeah. You're definitely right about that. I think China, Chinese policy has been very flexible, try to be uh, in line with other countries' the domestic uh, development uh, strategy. But meanwhile, would I would like to say that uh, the BRI also can be very flexible and, uh, and can be uh, adjusted uh, within China as well. So for example, I tell you, uh, you know, uh, there are very important uh, economic reform uh, since uh, Xi Jinping uh, became, the, uh, became the president in China, we call it the supply side structure reform. To some extent, the, between the BRI and the supply side structure reform, there's a natural connection between the two as well. Also there another thing called uh, new normal Chinese economy. So between new normal Chinese economy also is, is the connection. Also we can see that the BRI is about uh, China try to get rid of their uh, economic capacity. Overcom- so that's another reason. So you can see that BRI can c- cover lots of things about in China. So it, it can't be just adjusted with the in China first then you can see that it can be just on the side of
0: China. Interesting. Um, you also wrote in your article that some BRI projects' implementation is messy, chaotic, right? And and you know, full of illusion. You also gave some examples of how the BRI projects in Sri Lanka and Pakistan, for instance, have ambition in abundance but lack clear practical executions. In your view, why why does it happen? How come it's so chaotic?
1: I mean, I mean, that's interesting. That's a very interesting. Question It's not only about PR. I think I think the, 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 West or the non-Chinese media has always been um, misunderstanding China and will the Chinese, we are doing things. They always think of China, okay, they do things very uh, strategically in a very long run. I mean, yes, it, we think something in the long run, but not that, that thoroughly. I mean, also I would say that in, in general, not only about BRI, lots of things in China is very decentralized. Actually, for example, Beijing give an order: we want to do this, this kind of direction. As for as, as for how could we do this? Uh, I mean, in which way? What's the content? I mean, I don't think they have the control at all. They this they they have the main direction. They will maintain the main direction for sure. Also, we avoid some risks once when some kind of like uh, unpleasant situation happens. That's for sure. But in general, it's very the system also in terms of BRI is very decentralized. Also, I would like to say that BRI and the reason I call it is a little bit vanity and illusion because when China grows, you know, the Chinese people become very ambitious. They want to do things, you know, uh, our century comes, blah, 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 something like this. it's understandable, it's normal. I mean, every Chinese product is. So sometimes and they are over ambitious they have too much ambition, a little bit less planning to some extent. You know what I mean?
0: Mm, yeah. okay. So you're saying that the, the problem will mostly uh, lies on the planning and the executions, even though that the concept is, is actually great.
1: Yeah, the concept, I think it's a genius idea, for sure, it's a genius idea, but it takes takes time to, to mm. implement this. Also, I personally worked in some China state-owned company before. Yeah. And I know the situation how, how they work is a little bit, because you know, the company is huge. And also the project is huge. The coordination has been always a problem. It's not that easy.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. So let's discuss about DevTrad. Uh you, you, You're also saying that, you know, um, the trap is one of the issue uh, associated with the BRI and it has yes. been around the Build and road initiatives for many years, right? Um, in mm-hmm. the discourse, uh, you know, it's also promoted by the Western world to attack China's initiatives. How do you see the issue of that trap of the BR?
1: Um, I mean, the, all, the, the reason this kind of uh, debt trap theory happened is because, uh, I mean, the, the transferring of the Sri Lanka part to China. But, the, but I mean, the, the, the Western narrative hasn't really digged into why, I mean, the why question behind this phenomenon. It is not, not only about uh, Chinese, but the local politicians, they, uh, they, they pro- promise, as I said in the article, promise the voters, I will give you an economic miracle. They don't even calculate uh, when they build this kind of infrastructure, how many people will use it. They don't care about uh, the economic utility. They don't care about uh, pra- uh, the practical issues about uh, the project. They just want to show their strength to their voters to get more votes, to maintain their power, which is understandable. Also, Chinese also feel like, OK, we want to do things. Or we want to do things in the world. I mean, so that's why in a particular case in Sri Lanka, then this kind of unfortunate thing happened. And then but if you really check around the world, this kind of transferring or port, not that many cases, to be honest. Also, it's not uh, deliberate from the Chinese side. China doesn't want that happens. Well, China wants you 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 give back our money, you will pay back our money. It's much easier. I don't want your port. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, mm-hmm. I think the main Chinese attitude. But still, yeah. that happens. But then the Western media can, uh, I mean, I mean, use this opportunity to shape this kind of narrative. Basically, I understand this will create a fear in terms of China. I mean, the China threat theory that uh, has been surrounding about BRI for many years.
0: Okay, interesting. Uh, I'm originally from Indonesia, and I'm curious to know your, uh, your view or your thoughts on the state of Indonesia-China engagement under the umbrella of BRI. Uh, do you think we have managed it quite well, or do you think we are going to wrong direction?
1: I mean, I, to be honest, I'm not a very, I, I'm not very familiar with the uh, situation in, in, in regarding regarding uh, the BRI in, in Indonesia. BCFM. Okay. Yeah, I, what I can say is that uh, in my view, uh, and uh, Beijing has been always uh, valuing the importance, especially strategic importance of. Uh, Indonesia also, as, uh, as the number one country in ASEAN, I mean, economically, also in terms of uh, the population, uh, uh, also, ch- I think China has always tried their ba- his best to get along with Indonesia, even though it's not so easy, time goes by the far as I understand.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, this is a very important question. Uh, you know, we have a changing leadership in the US. To what extent that Joe Biden's Administration will affect
1: the future of BRI projects and implementation. Uh, to be honest, I don't think there will be much influence on BRI itself, um, and uh, I think that because of this, the, the power competition between the two countries, uh, uh, the, the US will probably be always unhappy about BRI. But the point is, uh, uh, like. Uh, if not for China or not for US, like for the other developing countries. I mean, they, they, they are waiting for uh, an, uh, an offer from the US side. So, okay, Chinese side, they give you BRI. So, what's the, uh, the thing from the US? So, the every country will think, okay, you give you me nothing, you just give me this uh, narrative from the US. So, what? They don't care. <laughs> <laughs> that's my standing But one <laughs> day, if, if Better propose something new, which is different from China. Uh, yeah, th- th- I think that's that's a moment we can talk about. Uh, what will happen to, B- to a BRI? I think uh, for the developing countries, they are very practical. They just want to know what they can get. That's my understanding.
0: Yeah. Wow. Okay, Yun Chang. It was it was a great talk to you, and uh, it's a very good uh, article. And uh, I would like to encourage people there or listeners to read his article. And his future analysis, I'll t- try to follow you uh, on your social medias um, and then trying to follow up on your analysis in the foreseeable future. Uh, so thank you so much, Yuan. I hope that everyone who is going to listen to this podcast will get a lot of knowledge about BRI and getting know better about the future of BRI, which is you call as a mysterious <laughs> initiatives. So I mean, thank, thank I, you so much. I don't yeah.
1: think it's a mysterious actually, because the whole world has think has been thinking about it as a mysterious project. Actually, it's not.
0: Okay, but the future is still mysterious, right? Uh,
1: I mean, it's uncertain this
0: is constantly changing. Yeah, constantly changing. Okay, great. Yeah. Thank you so much, and and hope you're safe and best. Bye. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.